new or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. My gosh, welcome to Where Are We? Real Real Estate Today, as Karen was just saying. It seems like it's been forever. It has. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we took a couple weeks off for the holidays, so we are back for... A new year and another great show because we just can't stop bringing you great shows. We can't help it, right? That's right. I have no idea. I know. I'm sitting here. I'm like, we it's been a, we do. And um, prior to that, I think we did like uh, some pre-recordings. So I feel we like I've not. Uh, yeah. And I haven't. Which are different. When we yeah. have guests, it's different. I haven't been in the hot seat in a while. So Ooh. I have no idea what the topic is today. Well, get ready. Um, so let me do introductions. Let's back the bus up a little bit. I am Deb Tomorrow, your host of Real Real Estate Today. You can always find me on Facebook, Deb Tomorrow Realtor. That's Deb, as in Debbie, Tomorrow, T-O-M-A-R-O. I don't know. I feel like I need to explain. I get Beth a lot. I answer the phone, hello, this is Deb, and then go, Beth? Where does that come from? I don't know. I feel like I enunciate fairly well. Deb, Beth, Deb, Beth, you tell me. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think um, they that they even sound close together. So sometimes when I when I'm like calling, I have to get my name. I step like Debbie because I used to be Debbie until June, uh, June ninth, nineteen ninety five. Long story, um, but anyways. And on the other mic is Karen Russell, best time lender in the state of Indiana. Welcome, Karen. Hello. Thanks for coming back today. Um, I'm excited to start off a new year, and we're starting a new series, a three-part series. So today is going to be part numero uno, um, and it is for home buyers. Okay. Um, so it's going to be really good information. So it'll be stuff you have heard a million times before, because you used to do my home buyer seminars with me. Um, but we'll uh, try and put a little bit of a new spin on it and keep you awake. Sounds perfect. But uh, I wanted to ca- we need to catch up on some gossip. Yes. So first thing, Joanna Gaines. I know I oh could God. not believe that you didn't know when I saw you last week. You texted me last week telling me Joanna Gaines was pregnant with her fifth child. And my jaw dropped, yeah, because I totally, I hadn't been on Facebook all day. I don't know. I was out of the loop. I'm sure I was working or doing something really important and valuable in my time. And then I immediately texted Rachel, like, what's what? And she's like, this is really embarrassing. She goes, yeah, you posted that on Facebook an hour ago. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> Rachel helps me out with some with posts sometimes. Sometimes it's me and sometimes it's Rachel. She's like, yeah, I'm on top of that. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I got my uh, my breaking news on the Today Show that morning. I can always count on you following the Today Show. I always have it on. Always have it on. So here's the thing Rachel and I were talking about yesterday that's upsetting me a little bit. And I don't know if you've seen this. I don't really care if they're having five kids because, you know, I don't have kids. So she can take the two that I'm supposed to have, you know, and populate the world with cute and charming children because her children seem to be well-behaved or whatever. Who knows? Um, But uh, there was a story I saw that... Hold on a second. I got to check my sound. 
I know we're live radio. I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully that's a little bit better. Okay. Um, there was a story uh, of she had posted a picture of her ultrasound. I, no, I've not seen this. I don't know, social media or something. And people were starting to analyze it. And they were like, there's extra fluid around the fetus, blah, 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 blah. And there's a problem with the baby and blah, blah, blah. Leave Joanna alone. Are these, Do you think are, she goes to the doctor? Are these just fans or are these like, are, you know, people who can read ultrasound? Like, what are those mm-hmm. people called? Ultrasound technicians or maybe? something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're people that need a hobby. Okay. I don't know. So anyway, so that was big drama. And then apparently there's also trolls out there because right before she made the announcement, they had, I think, I don't know if it was a season premiere, but it was a new show on. And we watched it. And she ended up uh, fixing up a house for her sister. And her sister during the show, which obviously was filmed, what, three, four months ago or something, found out that she was pregnant with her sixth child. I happened to just catch this episode over the weekend, by the way. And uh, so now everybody's like, these people need to stop having babies and whatever. Come like, on. Yeah. Let her be happy. But can you totally see why they're just like, and we're done. We're done with television. We're done with, you know, we're good. We're good for right now. Let people yeah. open our business. You leave my Joanna alone, my JoJo. <laughs> um, any other good gossip? I really have not been paying much attention. I, I think... Well, you know, Khloe Kardashian finally came out and said that she was pregnant, but we already knew this. Right, and Kendall Jenner is not pregnant, but she likes bagels. Did you see that? No. There was a picture that she took, a selfie she took, and people were speculating that she was pregnant in the picture. And then finally she posted, you know, no, I just really, I like bagels. like bagels. Okay. So there you go. And Kylie, yeah, we don't know. So that's the latest on the Kardashians. <laughs> All right. So as uh, you watch Golden Globes. Yes, on I watched Sunday, which was mm-hmm. if you're listening to this as a rerun today is we're recording this on January 9th. Um, so Golden Globes a couple of days. I did not watch it because uh, I don't watch movies because I don't have the. Um, attention span to sit through. I don't watch all the movies either, but I am a I love award shows, and that's the first one yeah. of the year. I like the dresses and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, and so, as Oprah says, right, I learned um, this from you today. Oh, that speaking your truth is uh, the most powerful tool we have. So that is what we are going to do. We are going to speak our truth a little. Yes, yeah. we are. So that's what this show is about, and that is why we're called Real Real Estate today. Because we're going to give you the real truth. Um, Rachel sent me an article last week that she thought um, was interesting. And I don't know if you've heard about it. It has to do with credit and the new credit scores, potential new credit scores. Have you heard anything about that? There was talk a while ago about a fourth credit bureau coming. But then that kind of simmered out. So this this is a little different. And this is really all I know about it. I did a little bit more research than just this one article. But um, so... and we really should do a show sometime on um, on uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and what those mean. Because we throw those terms around and I it's, it's, it's taken me, I mean, I was probably 42 before I figured out what the heck that meant. You okay. Know? Um, which I'm not 42 yet. But anyways, um, so Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they are sort of, in a very simplified sense, they sort of set the rules for a lot of mortgages. And if they don't meet the rules set by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, then they have to be kind of kept on a local level because they're what's called a non-conforming loan. They conform to the big stand, the standards. Um, so that's sort of the simple way to understand it. 
And those are government-backed entities. So anyways, there's this federal housing finance agency, and they sort of set up what those rules are for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And we've always used FICO credit scores. Now, if you listen to last week's show, that was a rerun on, it was one of the big credit shows. Remember when we did the big series on mm-hmm. the big credit show? I do remember that. Um, and we talked about what FICO means, but that's your, your basic, you know, there's a company out there that has all these algorithms for figuring credit scores. Um, and... So that's the standard. Everybody uses this FICO credit score. Well, there is a new credit score out there called Vantage Score. It's a company that was put together by the three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Mm -hmm. So it's co-owned by all three of those. Um, And they are looking at new and different algorithms for creating credit scores. And so what the discussion is, is should Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac accept or consider these alternate scores. I kind of think about it like this. You remember in high school, you took the SAT, but maybe you also took the ACT? Um, y- yes, but I took the SAT. Yeah. I, I took both. I don't know why. But I, there's two tests out there, right? SAT. Yes, there is, were two tests. There's still... I, there is, and there's there's. I think there's more, but I remember feeling like... I don't know. I think I thought like one would be easier than the other, right. and well, the scores are so different because yeah. like ACT was like you score twenty eight, right? And you didn't feel like you did very well because it was <laughs> twenty eight, but whatever. It's kind of like that. Like there's they're measuring the same thing, but they're just different tests or different ways of measuring it. So there's the normal FICO score, and then there's this Vantage score. Um, and in August, the director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency was kind of like, eh, and kind of made everyone think that. There wasn't going to be any progress towards considering using this vantage score. But now they've just come out in December, and they've, they're going to lenders and asking them for their opinion. So there's going to be a period where they kind of gather some information um, about potentially using that. Now, why does that matter? Because one of the big things that vantage score does is um, create scores for people who don't have as much data. Okay. And so that could potentially assign credit scores to about 30 million people more than what FICO does um, and make maybe, you know, they're estimating 7.6 million people more who have little to no credit eligible for a mortgage. You know, one of the big challenges is if you have someone who truly has a zero credit score or like I had last week, which was a guy who um, had, you know, good cash for down payment. Um, has a good job, has a good credit score, but only has about 11 months worth of credit and one line of credit. Mm-hmm. So there just wasn't enough. If you say what's your credit score, it's fine, but there's more to it than that. Right. And so what they're saying is that they would look at that differently and potentially open up mortgages for more people. Well, I hadn't heard of this most recent article, but I do recall them speaking on this topic and then nothing more came about it. What was that probably over the summer? It, I mean, I feel like things like this kind of come up and back, yeah. you know, back and forth all the time. But when I hear this or listening to you just now, in my mind, I'm thinking of, okay, I wonder if there's going to be a whole other set of underwriting criteria mm-hmm. for someone with a vantage score versus mm-hmm. a FICO sure. score, you know, and then, then I, anyways, it just kind of gets my head spinning of all the other things that right. a lot of lenders are already having to, you know, ha- having to know about each program sure. and, and oh, yeah. 
yeah, the, the knowledge and the things you yeah. don't have to know is pretty insane. Well, I will calm you a little bit and say I don't think there's any way that they would get anything done, you know, in the next year or two. I think that it would be a much – because like you said, it's going to become this combination of if you use this credit score, then here are your additional rules. Parameters. Yeah, mm-hmm. parameters. Um, but it was reported in the Wall Street Journal, and this all happened uh, – well, the article was dated January 3rd, and I think some of the discussions had happened back in uh, end of December. So there is some discussion and forward motion, and it could be interesting to see. You know, it's one of those things where you define rules, and they're going to work for 80% of the population. And there's going to be 20% who kind of get left out in the cold, mm-hmm. even though they would potentially be a good borrower. Right. Um, and I see that more and more, you know, we hear people talking about zero credit scores, that they don't use credit. I run into a lot of millennials who don't use credit, which is great, but that ends up making making it challenging Absolutely, to, to purchase a home. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, what they do is they don't use any credit at all except their student loans. <laughs> so that's the only credit history they have as a student loan. They don't have any other types of credit. And so that ends up not giving them, the, you know, the depth that they need to create a good credit score. And exactly. And kind of works against you. Yeah. It's, yeah. So hopefully we can create a solution that works for the other 20%. So, all right. We are going to uh, take a break here in a second. And then we're going to come back and talk about um, home buying. Uh, and we're going to go through a home buyer seminar that I created many years ago. Uh, and that's what we're going to do over the next few shows. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Do 
You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back to Real Real Estate Today, where we are doing what Oprah is telling us to do, which is speaking our truth about how to buy homes. Yes, we are. So how that all comes together. Okay, so about, eh, I don't know how many years ago, I was going to look this up, probably five or six years ago, I created this home buyer class. But it actually goes back much, much further, because when I first got into real estate, which has now been 11, 12 years, I went to my broker and I said, you know, I used to live in Kansas City and I went to this home buyer class. It was really interesting. There were a lot of people there. Seems mm-hmm. like that could be a good marketing tool. My background is education uh, and doing like corporate universities and things. Like, so, you know, maybe I could create something. He goes, oh, no, you won't get anyone to come. Well, I was dumb and naive and I was like, okay. And so I never did it. And then uh, flash forward to, you know, a few years and after, and I was at a different brokerage that just didn't really care what I did. You know? <laughs> right. You didn't, you just did stuff, uh, which was great. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. And, um, and it was, uh, it was a great, a great thing. I felt like um, we were doing, we did the classes here at the office and we would do, go out into the community and, and Karen, that's one of the ways that you and I kind of met mm-hmm. because you were helping me, you know, we'd go to the hospital and they would put up these seminars as a benefit to their employees and Ivy Tech and right. IU Young Alumni Association and, you know, all kinds of groups like that. So that was really, really cool. Um, and we did that for several years. It was a great marketing tool. It was just a great thing for the community. Um, and and then it got harder for people to get them to like leave their houses, right? <laughs> right. And come to a you know an hour and a half, two hour seminar on a Sunday or whatever, right? Um, so it's it's I, I one of the things I love about real estate is just watching how everything has changed. I guess maybe that's what you love about getting older. You see how things have changed, and like what worked five years ago doesn't necessarily. Work. Yeah, because I remember it, I can't believe it's already been that far back already yeah. and then we were like oh let's let's try to have serve food or do you yeah. know what I mean or have right. like more refreshments and like what are really you know what's going to get someone to come out for an hour and a half right. or we you know I remember we had to extend it because so much more information was coming yeah. in and you wanted to make sure that all of these people you know that we were giving them everything that we could right so we've been looking for some ways sort of electronically to do the home buyer seminar since people don't want to leave their homes anymore but that's and I don't mean like that but people People want, uh, I think lives have gotten so busy, and I don't know what Oprah would say about this, but that you know we need things on demand because my schedule isn't going to match with your schedule, isn't going to match with somebody else's schedule. Mm-hmm. So on demand is the better way to go. So that's what we're putting together this show. We're going to do the actual information that's in the homebuyer seminar, and then we'll have it on demand. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that. So that's, that's the plan. We're going to try and kind of break it up and maybe even be able to put out some um, like 10 minute sections, you know, and kind of oh, like, yeah. like break up the segments and have those. So you can just listen to like 10 or 15 minutes at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like at your own pace type of yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the goal. Hopefully we accomplish it. Um, but if you have questions or, you know, something comes up and you want to know a little bit more, just check us out on Facebook and you can message us questions there or post questions there. So real simple because we're just trying to kind of boil it down and give you the basic information. What we're going to go over to uh, in the next three weeks, so next this episode and the next two after that, are the five, five main steps. That's basically what it is. Preparing to buy a home where we're going to spend the bulk of the time. 
even though that's the non-fun stuff, I'll get into that. I have a soapbox to get on about that. Um, so preparing to buy a home, searching for a home, negotiations, the pending process. So once you have an accepted offer and then closing what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So today uh, and then probably next week will be spent on preparing to buy a home. Um, so, but before we do that, I have to back up even a little bit more. You remember this because you've sat through this class like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. So if you start to fall asleep, I may have to poke you or something. But um, I used to do this class and then I thought, I really need to have a little precursor, which is how do you even know you're ready to buy a home? Because we used to just jump right into it and assume that everybody's sitting in the class was ready to buy a home. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Right, right. exactly. And then I kind of went, well, wait a minute. There's a little bit more to that. And one of the reasons, the, the story behind kind of where that thought process came from was that I used to go on to Trulia, one of the real estate websites, and they would send us realtors notifications when someone would post a question. And realtors would chime in and answer the question and then kind of become blood suckers and try to pick that person up as a client. It's really unhealthy and sad. But anyways, so this person posts a question and she's like, I'm 19 and we're getting ready to have, my fiance and I are getting ready to have our first child. And I you know, feel like buying a home is the next step that we need to do. But am I too young? Is there like an age limit? Like that was literally her question. She didn't care about like, am I too young to buy a home in my life? It was like, do you have to be 21 in order to buy a home was really her question. Mm -hmm. And the realtors all started jumping in and saying, oh my gosh, now is a great time to buy a home. Call me. I remember like rates are low and they were, they were like 3%. Crazy low, right? I wish I had started earlier and on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I thought my head was going to explode because I'm looking at some of these realtors because they're local people were like people I knew. And I'm like, oh my God, you know better. You know better. (laughs) Because, I mean, there's just more to the story than that. You don't buy a home just because it's the next step or because all your friends are doing it um, or just because you can qualify for a mortgage. Um, You know, it's, it's a big deal. It's not a huge deal. Like, it shouldn't paralyze you with fear. And I don't mean to try and paralyze you with fear. But, I mean, it's there's more to it. So, I was doing a little um, Googling. I'm reading some articles that other people had written because I always like to say, you know, there's more opinions out there than just mine. They don't count, but there are more <laughs> opinions out there than just mine. So I was doing a little bit of research and all of most of the articles I found um, about are you ready to buy a home? Like if you just Google, are you ready? Am I ready to buy a home? They're all about the finances. Just having all your finances in order yeah, like and if you, down payment. You 20% down payment and you can afford that and you don't have the PMI and, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, okay, but there's more to it than that, too. So the first thing I want to do is encourage you to listen to some shows I did back in, I think it was August or September, with Dr. Amanda Quinby. Uh, who's a psychologist here in Bloomington, and she we did a couple great shows on decision making, um, but a lot of it was talking about your vision and your goals, right? You know, and what you're hoping to accomplish, and going there first, go to the end, figure out what that end point looks like, and then kind of work backwards to help you decide whether owning a home fits within that. But I did find a couple of of interesting articles, um, and I wanted to share a, a couple. This one he goes mostly into I should give credit where credit is due. Hold on. Brandon Turner. Uh, How do you know when you're ready to buy a home? Uh, This is on Money Under 30 website. So he mostly does go into the financial stuff, but he does say, I'll tell you the secret. So how do you know when it's the right time to buy a house? I'll tell you the secret. It's not about when, but who. 
Who are you? What is your position in life? These are the questions that will determine when you should venture into homeownership. It's not about an age you need to reach first. It's about a person you need to become before buying a home. This is deep, right? It's very it's like, deep. Almost like Oprah wrote it. Uh, although I bought my first home at 21, others might wait until 41, which is totally true. I've had first-time home buyers that were in their 40s, for sure. Um, others may rent for life, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with renting. So it's kind of interesting that he was writing the story from the perspective of he bought his first home and then his his sister who's a year older than him was like crap and so she went and bought a house and it kind of turned into a disaster (laughs) like it just wasn't her thing right and she ended up eventually selling it and just going back to renting and everybody's happy um so it is definitely like a don't keep up with the joneses but some of the things you want to think about obviously you know are your is your financial house in order you know what's your debt situation um do you have some sort of down payment or what you know what does that look like um can you afford the payment that's a big one too if if your buying a home is going to be more expensive than renting which sometimes it is in some markets it is it's not in this market they like to use that as a rationale it's cheaper to rent rent and save money in this market it's hard not to in our, do. Yeah. in Bloomington that's hard to do unless you're going to live in somebody's you know basement hovel are you ready to settle down? Um, you know, if you think that you're going to be moving in the next couple of years, then that's something you certainly want to consider. Uh, or you're not really 100% settled on where you are in your life. And you think, you know, I mean, maybe I should have joined the Peace Corps. Maybe I should have, you know, how many people, you know, have gone back to school? They quit everything and gone back to school for a completely, you know, 180 career change kind of thing. If you're not completely settled in what you're doing, that might be, you know, time to think about it. Can you fix a leak? The answer to that question for me is no. No. <laughs> um, can, can your husband fix a leak? Uh, no. no. Um, can you afford a plumber? Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's where you go with that, right? The question I always ask my clients is, uh, can you afford any furnace? Right. What you going to do if your furnace breaks down in December? I don't want you to be cold. So do you, are there things you can do, whether, you know, emergency fund, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what can you do so we can all sleep well at night? So those are some of the things that um, that you need to think about. You know, do you want to spend your Saturdays mowing? No, I always thought that I would enjoy that once I had a yard yeah. or would want to be out there. Do- no, I have the worst allergies. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where the idea is great. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no. So I leave that up to my husband. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't want to be out there doing right. that. Yeah, that's totally why I sold the house and moved to a condo once. <laughs> I was like, I can't hate it. Someone else can it. do it. It's exactly. not my thing, right, yeah. Um, all right, so that are some things that you need to think about before you get started. So have those conversations. Did you ever respond to the to the girl on, on Trulia? Um, okay. Yeah, I did, actually. And now I'm going to try to think about it. Yeah, I think I did. I think I was like, there's nobody that says you have to buy a home. Here are some other things. I just kind of said, here are some other things you need to think about. Right. Don't okay. call me. All right, so preparing to buy a home. So let's get into our first step. Um, this is the first step, and you, and you need to go through this process, although most people jump to step number two. Which, which is the searching, searching for a home, right? <laughs> yeah. They just jump there. And I'm telling you, you will absolutely be disappointed and frustrated if you skip over that first step, step number one. You have to do it anyways if you're getting a mortgage. You have to do it anyways. Um, step one involves finding a lender, finding a realtor, getting pre-qualified. So why, 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 why? I don't understand why people won't do it. It's like a constant battle. 
Um, There's also the myths, too, that you've talked about in previous shows about it's they're going to take all day to do this and go meet with the lender or or whatever. And it's more of a, they may not understand that process, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it is really easy just to jump online and start looking at, at houses for sale. So here's the thing. Here's what you need to understand about this step. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't take much time. How quickly can you pre-qualify someone? In a in a ideal situation, it's like within the hour. Within the hour, because everything's online. Yeah, most people apply online. That right. takes like ten you or fifteen minutes for them do, to do that. You don't have to take time off of work. You, you don't, don't have, have to, to get a babysitter. You don't have to do any of that stuff. So if it doesn't take time and it doesn't take money, I do not understand what the holdup is. It's the fear of the un. You know, I feel like people think. I'm not going to be able to qualify, and you're going to tell me no. Oh, you think that's what it is? That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And until someone tells you that, like if you think that that could be a a, a high possibility, the the dream's still there. That's why people go and search. They're like, well... I was just seeing what was out there, but now I really found something, but I don't think I'm going to get approved. You know what I mean? You're and as deep as Oprah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. All right. Well, we're going to uh, kind of take some of the mystery mystery out of it uh, when we come back from bank. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. Welcome back to Real Real Estate Today. You can find us on Facebook. I'm here with Best Name Lender in the state of Indiana, Karen Rostel, and we are going through the five steps it takes to buy a home. And this is going to be a series over the next couple of shows. Um, And so we are talking about the first step, which is to prepare to buy a home. And this is actually going to take us a couple of shows because this is the most important step. And as uh, we were talking about before the break, uh, it's the one that people skip over because Karen thinks it's because they're afraid. (laughs) They're afraid of what they might find out that they can't qualify for a mortgage. And so until, until someone can crush that dream for somebody, it's alive. It's alive. All right. I'm all, about keeping dreams alive Um, I think the other thing is is it's it's not like the super fun step right the super fun step is going to look at houses and dreaming about houses and Mm -hmm. looking at pictures of houses that's why HGTV is so popular but this is the most important step because you will hit roadblocks and brick walls in the fun step of searching for a home if you don't do all this other stuff first. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to boil it down try and make it real easy for you Um, and so the first part of preparing in my opinion because I'm a realtor I say first thing you need to do is pick a realtor um, and then we'll pick a lender after that but pick it let's talk about picking uh, a realtor one of the biggest uh, things that people don't understand I know I didn't understand it when I before I got into real estate you just start calling the name on the sign in front of the house or the name because you're going to step two remember so we skip step one or step two we're searching for homes mm-hmm. so what do you do you, you want to see the house who do you call you call the name on, on the, the sign, sign in front of the house. Right. Uh, and as we've talked about before, it's important to understand that that name on that sign in front of the house is representing the seller. They have a contract with the seller to represent seller and not you. So think about that real hard for a second. And you know what's so funny is that, I, you know, I never really thought much about that either. Yeah. You know, driving around until I got in the business and I thought, well, duh. I mean, yeah. once I was in the mortgage industry, right. I'm like... Of course, that right. makes so much sense. And why didn't right. I just know that right. when I wasn't in the business? Which is why I go around and tell everyone that. And it's like, that's totally fine. And I always say, I didn't know it before I got, I mean, literally six months before I got into the business, mm-hmm. was working for a property management company. I'm looking for some investment properties to buy and I'm calling the names on the signs. Like, that's how close I was to being a realtor and I didn't <laughs> know. It. So there's no shame. But just think about that. Now, it doesn't cost you anything as a buyer. That was the other thing that no one ever really. Aha uh-huh moment for you. T- no one. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of first time buyers will come in here and they'll say, well, how do you, you know, how, how do you get paid or how do I pay you kind of thing? And mm-hmm. I think, oh, yeah, I probably should go over that. So it doesn't cost anything as a buyer. I mean, it kind of does, but it doesn't because that's negotiated uh, between the seller and the listing agent. How much commission is being charged? 
And then the listing agent offers a portion of that to the buyer's agent to bring a buyer. Yeah. And, and that's how we get paid. And I think a lot of times that that's not even shared. I mean, because I think we watch a lot of TV now that indicates that, you know, like I love million dollar listing. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But like, oh, the the potential commission, if yeah. they list the, or sell this, it's going to be X dollars. And that can scare a buyer. Yeah. Like if they think they have to cover that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's something to think about as well. But especially in today's market, and even if you're listening to this a year from now, because for the next three or four months, we're probably or three or four years, we're probably going to be in a seller's market, which means that homes are going quick. We have a shortage of homes, so there's more buyers competing for every home out there. So, especially in a market like that, you need a realtor if you're trying to buy. You need a realtor who is on the lookout for you. Someone who spots new listings and hears about new listings the second it hits the market. Someone who knows what a fair deal is. Um, and so to that, I want to talk a little bit about you know how you find a, a good realtor. But picking someone who works in the local market is really important. Something to understand is that realtors are licensed. We're licensed by state. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you know I'm the best choice for for, you know, to buy a house up in Indianapolis because that's not a market that, um, you know, I get the latest and greatest information that I have the connections that I have the, you know, networking capabilities. Right. Something to really think about because I'm seeing that more and more realtors coming from other areas. um, And it, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but it does make things a little tricky. And you really want a realtor who knows how to put together a deal that's going to appeal to a seller. And obviously... You know, but also meet your interests. And that's why it's important to have someone working for you. Um, this is probably a good time to review procuring cause while we're here. Karen? I know. I feel like I should get my, my, my essay book out because I'm ready to write my answer. Can you tell us what procuring cause is? No. Okay, I just, like, drew a blank. So <laughs> no, I sorry. Just, no, that's the one where... I know there's a bunch that we threw out at one time. It's not where you represent both sides, no, is it? No, that's limited See? agency. All right. Procuring cause is sort of yeah. an internal rule. Got it? I got it okay. now. That yep. if that if uh, someone else shows me the house uh-huh. that I eventually end up buying, but I'm using you in the end to to purchase that home, that, the, uh, that initial realtor receives the mm-hmm. commission for that. Yeah, it's this rule of he who shows the house gets paid, basically. Okay. Um, and that's really an important thing. It, it's a weird situation because it's an internal rule, right? It's nothing that you as the buyer necessarily get in trouble for, but it's something that creates a lot of waves and makes a deal really muddy and confusing if, you, you know, say Joe shows you the house and then you call me and say, Deb, I want to write an offer on this house and I don't ask the right questions and I write the offer and then Joe finds out, but I did all this, Joe did all the legwork. Mm-hmm. Is it fair that I'm getting paid because I just wrote the contract, but Joe did all this legwork, right? Right. Joe may be a jerk. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Joe. But it's just an internal rule that uh, the real estate community has mm-hmm. uh, to kind of keep things fair and to keep people communicating and and being honest and open. Um, So that's something to think about, and this is why you want to pick that realtor first before you just start calling around. Um, I know a lot of people, this is always interesting to me, uh, I call them the serial callers. They'll call you, and they know enough to know what's going on. They say, well, I'm not working with a realtor. I'm just calling listing agents because they'll call me on, like, one of my listings, and they'll say, I'm just calling listing agents. And then while I'm showing the house, they'll take a call from another realtor because they're going to go look at that person's listing afterwards. So it tells me that they know enough 
They just want to get into that to view the house? I don't understand. I don't know the point of why they wouldn't have their own realtor or their own representation, why they want to make things more complicated by calling 36 different realtors and not have anyone who truly understands what their goals are to help them meet their goals. Right. Like this was an investor. The last one was just a couple weeks ago. He's like, you're his investor. You have goals you want to meet. You know, your things you're trying to accomplish. Why wouldn't you want someone helping you do that? I don't know. Um, I get that there's, you know, some not great, not so great realtors out there, but you know what? There's a lot of really good realtors out there too. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to just sort of keep fishing until you find um, the right one. It doesn't save you money. Sometimes I wonder that they think, oh, it'll save me money because if I just use the listing agent and I kind of just protect my own interests, then maybe I can get them to cut the commission and that will get passed down to me. And I'm able to negotiate. Oh, uh, see, I would house. have never have thought that, but I could see where someone might think that. Yeah, that's generally not the case, though. I'm telling you, <laughs> generally not the case. You were not going to save money, so there you go. Um, can you change realtors? I had uh, someone recently, you know, there was a couple years ago that they were looking at houses with a realtor and just didn't feel like it was a great fit. And they were kind of like, you know, I don't really know what to do and I feel bad and you know, but it's important that you find someone who. Um, you know, you're comfortable with, um, you know, I would definitely say, you know, put yourself in the uh, realtor's shoes if you can and don't string them along. If you're not interested in using them, don't just, you know, have them show you houses knowing that you're going to Speak your defect. truth early. There you go, Oprah. Speak your, <laughs> Speak your truth early, as Oprah would say. Um, but this is why, you know, it's helpful not just to pick. When we talk about pick a realtor, it's not just about picking a realtor, you know, throw a dart at a dartboard, but develop a relationship with that realtor mm-hmm. so that, you know, you feel like they understand where you're coming from and they have your back because Absolutely. this is the most, you're not buying a candy bar. This is the most expensive thing you'll ever buy. And you want someone to have your back. Absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. Uh, so how do you pick a realtor? How do you go about picking a realtor? I'm going to say the easiest way is to ask me. Problem solved. That is probably well, the easiest. Well, just call me. Pick me if you're local in Bloomington, Monroe County, Owen County, Greene County, even a little bit North Lawrence County. I can help you. Um, but even if you don't, I can definitely help you. I've got real estate connections all over the uh, country. So um, I do that a lot for people. They contact me. They say, can you help me find a good realtor that I could trust? And I kind of help make the connection because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it is a little bit of a, a crapshoot. Um, I definitely recommend asking friends and family. Um, but I definitely don't recommend picking someone because they're like related to your hairdresser. I don't know. Do you ever have clients like that? Yes. That you have borrowers who come to you and they've made it clear they don't really like their realtor, but they feel obligated to use them because somehow they're related to somebody. Or that or they'll ask me questions because they don't want to trouble the lender that they are currently using, which happens to be oh, a yeah. distant relative. It's very similar mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. side of the table. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do think open houses can be a good way to casually meet realtors. Um, I would say remember that realtors do open houses to try and pick up buyers. Um, So it's kind of a good way to gauge how aggressive and and creepy they are. Um, You know, someone who friends you on Facebook 20 minutes after you leave the open house, which is, I've been told by people happen. I think that that's a little, you know, creepy and that was a good sign hey, that's not the realtor we want to use. Um, but it's a good way. I've actually had um, buyers stalk me through open houses. So like their friends said, oh, you need to meet Deb. You should use Deb. 
So they like see I'm doing an open house and they come just casually and chit chat for a little while and then they come back. They go, oh well, so and so told me to to call you and you know I yeah they have to you. test the waters. Yeah. They have to see how you interact. That <laughs> whenever you're not, you don't know that you're like right, on the exactly. spot. No, but that's like totally totally cool. So, all right, when we come back from break, we are going to talk about um, interviewing a realtor and what that looks like. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Real Real Estate Today. I'm your host, Deb Tomorrow. We are talking today, uh, part one of a three-part show on uh, a homebuyer seminar that I developed many years ago. And so we decided to break that down uh, into some segments and do it uh, over three shows. So today we're talking about part of the first step. And the first step which is kind of funny. The first step in buying a home is actually going to cover probably two of these three shows we're doing because it's so important. There's so much um, up front that you really need to do so that the rest of the process is super smooth and makes a lot of sense. So we are talking today about the part one of the part one, right? First step of the first, I should number these or something. There needs to be an outline it's in my head. But anyways, uh, so picking a realtor, which is really kind of the first thing that you should be doing. Uh, and we've talked about some ideas on how to pick a realtor. But I want to talk about this concept of interviewing a realtor, because I think people sort of fall down on that. They um, don't really think about the fact that they are hiring someone to do a job for them. And when you hire someone to do a job, you interview them. Absolutely. So there are um, all kinds, you can Google all kinds of questions to ask. You know, I've got a few suggestions, but one of the things I want to say is if a realtor is not willing to sit down with you and let you interview them, let you ask them some questions, then they probably aren't the right realtor for you. I just think that's a great test of, is this going to be a good fit? 
here's my trick. This is my secret. Don't tell anyone. I think that if you call up a realtor and you say, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in buying a home. Um, you know, I'm new at this. I don't really know the process. Would you be willing to sit down and talk with me? I may not buy for another year or so. Even if that's not true, you can tell them that and see what they say. And if they brush you off or they don't return your call or your email or whatever, that's a really good sign that they're just looking for the low-hanging fruit and they're not looking to develop relationships. Right. Or they that or they may not want to take on they may their plate may be full now or they don't have time to go through whatever potential questions you may have. Yeah. People do that with lenders as well. Yeah, yeah. And I just think it's a great test because um, I'm always willing to, you know, uh, a, a friend of mine uh, used to say, well, I need to eat next year too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. So, so here are a few suggestions on questions you should ask uh, when you're interviewing the realtor. And you can do it face-to-face. You can do it uh, via email you know, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, I do think a good question to ask is how long have you been in the business? Now, I'm not saying that um, you shouldn't uh, go with a realtor if they're brand new, but you need to take that into consideration. If you are working with someone who's relatively new, you want to find out what kind of support and what kind of um, mentoring they have. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the interesting and weird things about real estate, and it's one of the ways that I think realtors get um, a bad reputation is because, you know, we don't go to school for a really, really long time. We take a little bit of education, we take some tests, and then we go on our merry way and we learn on the job. Mm-hmm. So that means that, you know, the longer you're on the job, the more you learn and the better you are. But we're all new realtors. And so, you know, you certainly want to give them a shot. Um, but there are things that, you know, you're just not going to see a lot unless you have some experience under your belt. But if you've got a good mentor behind you, then that's an important thing. Um, so I would have that conversation. Another question I would ask is for sure, um, what area do you service? And what areas are you really expert in? We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show um, about, you know, do, you, do they belong to the local board of realtors, which you service the area you're looking in. Um, you know, we're licensed in the state, but, um, you know, I could go to Fort Wayne, which is about four hours away. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that market. And I would provide you horrible representation. Um, not because I'm a horrible realtor, but because I don't know their customs. I had a realtor from Fort Wayne whose brother was buying one of my listings down here. And I was, <laughs> I don't think I was very nice to her probably. Um, one of the many reasons I'm probably going to go to hell, but whatever. Um, because I just was so frustrated because she was doing everything like they do in Fort Wayne, which wasn't like here. And I was super confused. Right. And I'm like, look, you're in my territory. Yeah. You I know. I mean, even down to like how you write the offer or like what goes into it. I, I've seen like different parts of the state has, they, they just do things slightly yeah. differently. Right. We talk, we've talked uh, in past shows about, an example, there's a town just uh, a few miles down the road from us, and they um, they typically do possession 30 days after closing. We mm. typically do possession within a week or so after closing. Uh, and so a realtor from this area wrote an offer on a house down there. They went and did the final walkthrough right before closing, expecting the house to be empty because they thought they were getting possession at closing, moving <laughs> truck filled with things, ready right. to move in, and the seller hadn't even started packing yet. So... Um, yeah, that certain, certainly is a big question you need to ask, too. What areas do you service? And also asking for references is a totally fair question. Um, I think people might get worried that 
you know, that might be an offensive question. Um, you know, certainly if you came to me from a past client, I might think you're kind of weird if you're asking me for even more references because I'm like, well, you came to me. You right. <laughs> right. Um, but especially if you don't know me, I think asking um, for references is totally fair and I'm happy to provide them. I do, mm-hmm. you know, have them ready. So those are some questions to ask when you interview and just have a conversation, see how much they're listening to you, how much they pay attention, um, you know, to what your needs are. The last thing I wanted to touch on before we close real quick is when you pick a realtor, because that's another question. I used to teach this home buyer class all the time, and I would do a survey at the end of the class that would you know, say, what didn't you, what information didn't you get that you wanted mm-hmm. to know? And people were always like, well, I kind of want to know, like, when do I start or what's, you know? Um, and again, I, you know, I think up to a year before buying is a good time to start that search for a realtor um, because you need to start to kind of get ready, do all of these things, you know, and not be rushed and not feel the pressure. You need to understand what the market is so that you, if you're in a lease or you need to sell a house, you kind of have a strategy worked out. Um, but your realtor's really your Sherpa in your home buying expedition. <laughs> do you like that? Yes, I do. Um, you know, they tell you what you need. They tell you how to do it. They give you the resources. They have the advice and the expertise and all of that. And so that's really a good starting point. And I don't think that there's a, a bad time. You know, I think if you're, you know, ready to write an offer today and you don't have a realtor, you're in trouble. Um, but, you know, a year to six months ahead of time is probably a good a good place a to good be. A good starting point. Absolutely. To, to get on their radar for sure. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to end with is, because I always try to tell people this, what do you say? I think people get overwhelmed. Like, I know I need to contact a realtor, but I'm just sort of tongue-tied. Like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. Like, call up and be like, um, I want to buy a house. Because, mm, you, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, they so don't know where to start. When, when I have buyers come into my office and I send them to you as the lender, I say, okay, here's exactly what you need to say to Karen. <laughs> right. Just to make it really easy. So here's what you need to say when you um, are contacting a realtor. You can contact. I, I love email. I love text. I got a Facebook message this morning from someone. Mm-hmm. So you can contact me all of those ways. And just say, if you're a first-time buyer, I'm a first-time homebuyer. I don't know the process. Would you be willing to help me? And I will take it from there. And that's what I always tell them about Karen uh, when I send you to, to the lender. I say, she knows what to ask you. She knows what she needs from you. So, you know, don't don't get too worried about what to say because they're going to tell you. Take it from there. So just tell me who you are, what you want to do, and I will guide you. My Sherpa duties begin then. All right. Next week, we are going to continue this series of the Homebuyer Seminar. We are going to talk uh, more about preparing, and I think we're going to be focusing a lot on the lender side of things because that's such a vital key to preparation. So hopefully, Karen, you'll be with us. I will be here. We will need you next week. I will be here. Sure. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another show. This was Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.